Thanks for listening to the weekly Overflow Church podcast. We hope you enjoy this sermon by Jesse Cup. For more information, visit overflowindy.com or visit us on Facebook at Overflow Indy. Good morning, everybody. We doing good? Is Jesus in the room? Are we thankful? Amen. Awesome. How many of you guys saw the Jesus Revolution movie? Pretty amazing. How many of you didn't see it? Let me see those hands. Yeah, you guys. <laughs> that was it was a great movie. If it doesn't come out on one of my streaming services, we're probably buying it because I want to watch that a few more times. Um, there's so many great things in there. I'm not going to spoil alert it, but I, I did want to tell you about a couple of things in it that I thought was awesome because I think it's rather relevant. Um, first of all, like it's just amazing that that movie came out right at the end of the Asbury outpouring. That was crazy. As a matter of fact, I I think I heard that they intended to release that movie like quite a while back. I don't know the details, but something caused it to get delayed. I wonder what caused it to get delayed. (laughs) I think it was God, but the timing of it was just crazy, prophetic, and just in tune with what's happening um, with the outpourings. And I I honestly, I think that that movie is prophetic. It, It was something that happened in the 60s and in the early 70s, but I think it's prophetic. The, the fact that it came out right now is just a prophecy of what we're on the verge of, amen? Um, it, you know, it's going to look different. Every time God moves like that, it's different, and that's because people are different, and it's a different time, different era, but um, one, one of the things that I really loved about it, and I, I leaned into Jessica when it happened and was like, man, we need to, we need to own that right there. Um, when, when God was moving in this church, there was a tent and it was packed with people and more people were coming in and, and it was just wild. But the greeters at the door, like there's this, there's this chick that had this huge Afro, which is amazing looking. I wish I could grow an Afro. Seriously. I used to want one. I, I think it'd look weird now, but look cool on her, but she's like hugging people when they're coming and she says, welcome home. The welcome home. That's amazing. Like she meant that from the depth of her heart. Welcome home. It wasn't just like, it wasn't just like welcome home, glad you came back to church. No, it's welcome home, your home in, with Jesus in the kingdom and your home with us. I thought that was awesome. I would I'd really love just to see that that heart just get stirred up in us in a whole whole new level. Just this is our family, this is the kingdom of God. And when people come in, we can just do love on them, welcome home. I just want people to feel that when they come here. And also, like, um, without giving too much away if you haven't seen it, but, I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. If, you, if you've seen anything about it, you know that God broke out, right? Like, it's pretty cool. But, but it happened in this guy's church that was a real small little church. Um, they had just been doing their routine for a long time. It was Chuck Smith. And, and he had the people that were committed there. There's a handful of them. But once he let the hippies come in who were, like, truly hungry for the kingdom, he had, like, he had to make a, an ultimatum in his heart. Am I going to 
give in to what the status quo, the people who sat on this side, <laughs> no, no offense to y'all. <laughs> All right. I'm, just, I'm pointing over here, not at you, but in, the, um, in my mind's eye in the movie. Yeah, there you go, Steve. Thank you. No, please don't everybody move over here. That'll get real awkward. But what was going on was, was the hippies all sat on this side and the regular church folks sat on this side, and several of them um, hated the fact that he was welcoming the hippies in. They stank. They, they didn't have shoes on. They were tracking mud into the room, and they probably didn't have baths for who knows how long, and it was just wild, you know, but... but he was, Chuck Smith was having to work through this thing in his heart, the fear of man or accepting all. And he chose to accept all. And it was just amazing. And, and some of the people that were offended by it got up and left. And then this one dude that I thought was going to get up and leave actually had a shift in his heart. And he went over on the hippie side and sat with them. He said, let's start. It's awesome. <clears throat> I love it, but, but to me, it's like, I, I watched that movie not just to be entertained, but with great hope, with great expectancy. Uh, I believe that we're on the verge of a, something wild that we've never seen before, and, and I, I think we need, to, we need to get ready for what's coming. Amen? Amen. We need to get ready, and we need to be ready. I don't know if we're ever going to be able to fully be ready because you never know what to get ready for, but you need to at least get your hearts ready that you're going to have to adjust to some things that you're not used to. I'll tell you that. All right? Because God wants to bring in people from the world, people who are not churched, and they don't have the training and the discipling and the the culture of it and everything. They're going to come in, and it might get awkward, but we're going to have to make a decision ahead of time that we're going to love them and we're going to welcome them home. Amen? So I'm excited about that, and I don't know if you guys remember a few weeks ago I told you, and I kind of said this prophetically, but um, believe in so much for an outpouring of God like Pentecost to happen, and I told you guys that there's exactly 120 chairs in this room, and everybody's like, "Woo! it's awesome, but the, the reason why it was so important to me that we make sure we figure out a way to get 120 in here, like... It's, it could be because I'm just a pastor and want to just squeeze as many chairs in as I can. But to be honest, it's prophetic about the day of Pentecost. There's 120 people that gathered together in unity, one heart, one mind, seeking God for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And I'm excited about that. And I told you guys, I want to see this room get filled. I want every chair filled in this place. We have an overflow room over there. I want to see that get filled. And I'm believing that we're going to see people get so ignited on fire with, for Jesus. Amen? Yeah. That people are going to be so hungry that they're going to want to come. It's not just so that we can count numbers and, and, and put a notch in the belt or put a board up on the, on the wall that says 120 people. No, it's because we want to see more people impacted, more people hungry, more people coming together. There's momentum that builds when people put their heart and mind in the same thing and go after it. You see increase. That's kingdom. Amen? The kingdom of God is advancing. I want to see it happen right here. So, but here's a cool fact, though, just for fun. Um, I, I told you guys two weeks ago about Steve and Wendy coming, and I, and I said, I want to see every chair in this room get filled and, and have enough people that we need to send them to the overflow. 
and the ushers counted 120 people in this room. What? That's pretty crazy. That's the most people we've had in this room yet. I'm excited about that. Aren't you? I'm excited that God's brought the Backlands out here last weekend. I'm excited about what God brought through them. I'm excited that he brought their interns and they released some awesome stuff. And I'm also very blessed that you guys came hungry and you invited people and God moved. Pretty awesome. And I, I believe, I've told you this too, that every time they come, it's like God is shifting things forward to a higher level with this. And I believe that happened. I believe that he's already has been taking us to a new level. And that just kind of pushed us into it even more. And, and I want to encourage you guys to, even in this very moment, like ask the Holy Spirit to start showing you what is different amongst us in the spirit realm right now than before. Because when God brings upgrades, that means something new is in the atmosphere. Something new has been established in our midst. If, if, God, if God brought something to us and he brought an impartation we, we don't want to just carry on and think, cool, that was a fun weekend. We got imparted to. No, like actually take the time and ask Holy Spirit, help me observe in my spirit what is different now than before. How can I evaluate with my spiritual understanding? Show me, Lord, what is new amongst us that we didn't have previously to this season that we're in right now. Amen. And, and, and I want to ask you guys that. What does it look like? God's shifting us to new levels. What does the up, upshift look like? I believe that when an upshift happens in the spirit, whether it's in your personal life or corporately, that something has changed. Even if you haven't detected it yet or quite understand it yet, something has changed. And, 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 and you've got to find out, like, every time God brings change, he brings increase. It's changing us from glory to glory. There's new things. There's new substance. And, and he's taken, it's like he's taken the watermark higher. The, 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 the baseline goes up to a new level. Your, your new resting point is higher than it was before. Come on. So, so we got to identify what that is so that we can come into agreement with it and adjust into that place. Have you ever like stood in the ocean and you're standing on the sand, but then when the, when the wave comes and your feet sink in more, and there, it's like there's new sand on you, but you have to adjust to get back on top of it again. Like God has brought something new in. We've got to, by faith, adjust to the higher level. So, it, so our expectations should be higher. Amen? Our faith of what, what we're expecting God to do should come to a new level now. We, we should expect that things that might have been a little harder before are going to get a little easier now in the spirit. Whoa, come on. Why not? Why, why not expect that your encounter is going to come to you easier now? Why not expect that the anointing on your life that is going to bring breakthroughs is going to happen easier than it did before? Let's rise to the next level. Man, am I feeling his anointing right now? Hallelujah. I also wanted to tell you something awesome that we, whoa, more Lord. God, fall on everybody right now like you are on me. Just receive it right now. Thank you, God. Thank you for being here with us. God, we want you so much, Lord. Increase your presence on us, Lord. I wanted to tell you just a little bit of the feedback we got from Steve and Wendy and their team 
They were very blessed with their time here. Well, I don't know if you know it, but they travel a lot. Steve, Steve does, he's probably, he might be the, the most traveled person from Bethel, which is crazy. He said that he might, he might travel even more than Chris and Bill do. I'm, I'm not sure. But Wendy doesn't travel as much as him, but she does a lot as well. And last Sunday, after Sunday morning service, she told me that, that she said, I know, she said, when I travel places, I know the presence, wh- what the presence is like in each place, because she's a real strong atmospheric person. And she said, it has been a very long time since I felt the kind of presence of God that I felt in this place. <laughs> that's, that's, you, I don't think we could get a better compliment than that. That's amazing. She said, she said it's been a long time since she encountered God in that way in another church. And like God was just opening the, the prophetic realm to her and giving her all these downloads. Like it was just an open heaven, like just things falling into her from the Spirit. So easy in this place. That's awesome. Well done, church, for us becoming a people who cultivate his presence and prioritize that. Amen? Hallelujah. So awesome. And, and also, like, I also found out a few days later that they went back to Reading and, and started sharing with their team back there, like, just tons of profound testimonies about how amazing the work is that God's doing right here in Overflow Church. That's awesome. Yeah, praise God. Why don't we just give God praise? That's awesome. There's no greater feeling, really, than than when you have your spiritual mentors come and dip into what you're doing, and they they go back with a really solid, good report on that. That is awesome. God's doing some good stuff. Amen? Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yeah. I wanted you to ask the Holy Spirit and, and ask Him now, what does our new normal look like? What does our new normal look like? Because <laughs> you need to adjust to that. I'm excited. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, and, and before I dive into some scriptures I want to share with you guys this morning, once you ask the Holy Spirit this, what is one promise that God has for you? And it's got to be in agreement with Scripture, all right? Got to be like truly according to His will. What is one promise that He wants you to focus in on? That you haven't seen it happen yet, but you know that He wants to do it. He wants something for you to focus on today as, as I'm speaking God's word to you. Latch, latch on to that thing in faith as you're hearing my words. And let it just increase your faith and increase your expectancy. Increase your perceiving of what God would do on that thing. Amen. I've, I've got some of my own things I'm pressing into with this. <laughs> I've got some of my, here's one of my things. And I've told you guys this. I, I, I'm believing for revival. I'm believing for outpourings. I'm believing for an increase of fire lighting you guys up. 
more, more passion, more desire, more encounter with God. I'm, I'm believing for the fire of heaven to fall and to fill your hearts in a roaring flame like you've never known before. I'm believing for such a powerful move of God, such a blowing of the Spirit, such a tangible manifestation of His presence that miracles just are birthed by accident. And I'm believing that, that it's going to become so much of an outflow that people around you are going to taste and see that God is good and they're going to want what you've got and that we're going to see more people coming in so that they can experience God together. And I'm believing, I see this in my spirit, this room packed with people and overflowing out into the halls and other places and, and us getting to a point where we're having to start finding out what God's next building miracle is going to be. I have faith for that. I believe in for it. And I'm believing that you guys are going to get ignited with this. I'm getting drunk right now. And, and sometimes I, I envision in my spirit and I see it. And like when Jesus showed up, houses were filled with people. They didn't care if there was a, a seat in between them or not to give them more space. It got so crowded that they had to pull the thatched roof off to drop people down to Jesus. They didn't care about how comfortable it was or how the AC temperature was. They just wanted Jesus. And I'm believing for that kind of a move of God right here. And I don't want to wait. <laughs> like, I don't want you to wait for it. You, your day is today. You, you determine what measure of fire you allow to fill your heart. Hallelujah. And I, I'm, I believe it. There's other things I'm believing for, too. I want to, I want to dive into some scriptures and some awesome dialogue or monologue here. Dialogue if Lauren gives me some fun feedback. <laughs> if you want to turn to Hebrews 11.1. 1. <clears throat> I'm going to read 1 through 3. It says, Now faith is the substance, everybody say the substance, of things hoped for. The evidence, everybody say evidence, of things not seen. Everybody say things not seen. So there's a realm where things you can't see things with your natural eye, but there's true substance. And faith is what accesses substance and evidence. Amen? And even though you in the natural might not see it or feel it or hear it or taste it, but if your spirit is able to perceive that thing as real substance, that God actually sees your faith as substance. And your faith is evidence to Him that this thing is coming. <laughs> for by it the elders obtained a good testimony by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God everybody say by the word of God, word of God. so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible 
So the thing, so God created the things you can see. The things of this natural world was created from an invisible realm. All right. So before things ever come into manifestation, it already exists in a realm that you cannot see or touch by your natural man. Amen? God and His works come from the realm that we cannot see with our natural eyes. It says that He framed the world by the Word of God. He framed the world by the Word of God. The Word of God. He speaks out and everything is created. And the, the Hebrew, sorry, the Greek for the word word is rhema. Rhema. There's a couple of different Greek words for word. One is logos, which is the spoken word. But rhema is more than just a spoken word. It's actually the divine revealed word. It's the, it's the word that proceeds out of the mouth of God and releases life and power in real time revelatory word. God opens the eyes of your spirit so you see things that you couldn't see before and you realize, whoa, that thing is actually there. And when it's spoken, it comes forth. Come on. Rhema. Rhema. The revealed word. So as, as God spoke his word and he revealed it, then things became manifested amongst him. That's crazy. It's not just a spoken word, it's a spoken word that was revealed. And through revelation came manifestation. That's awesome. It went from the realm of the invisible into the visible realm. How many of you guys want more of that? A few weeks ago I played a, a message from my friend who's in Switzerland named Jason Chin. And, and he shared some revelation that God was, had been given him in the realm of, of faith imaginating. And, he, and I want to just repeat to you some of the things he said. He said that, that we, need to, we need to learn that God's given us two sets of eyes. We have our natural eyes and we have our spirit eyes, the eyes of our heart or the eyes of our understanding, which Paul prayed that God would, un, he would open the eyes of our understanding, right? In Ephesians 1.18. And Jason was saying we need to make the connection between the eyes of our heart and our physical eyes. The internal eyes of our heart is where faith comes from. Okay? So the ability to see things from the Spirit is the same as having faith for something. It's they work together. There's faith because you see in the Spirit. You see things that God's promised that you can't see with your eyes yet. All right, and, he, and Jesus, Jesus said, hearing you will hear and shall not understand, seeing you will see and not perceive. So even though you can hear with your natural ear, you might not be hearing with your spirit. You can see things with your natural eye, but you might not be seeing with your spirit. And, and Jesus is trying to call us to a place beyond um, just the natural realm into the spirit realm where we can see and hear the spirit of God and the kingdom of God that cannot be touched by human flesh, but it can touch human flesh. And, and he also, and he was saying that, 
The, the two types of eyes, the natural and the spiritual, that, that's where faith brings spiritual into the natural realm, right? And, and he's, he's talking about how the word meditate in Hebrews, Hebrew means to ponder, to muse, to envision with emotion. So God doesn't want us to just, um, not, not just to know Scripture, but to actually meditate on it. To find out the things that God said in His Word, things that He has spoken to us prophetically, not just to take it passively, but to be proactive, to grab hold of that thing, hold it before you and observe that thing, and to meditate and to speak it out and to rehearse it and let it, let it become part of your thought processes over and over and over. And the more you get it in you, the, the more it's going to sink into your spirit and become faith within you, because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. And the more you meditate on it, the more you see it. And he said, Jason said, muttering what you're thinking and pondering about the promises of God in the past and also in the future. So it, muttering, it's, it goes from just processing scripture, but actually speaking it forth, speaking it out. Because there's power. The power of life and death is in your tongue. You can speak truth and release power. Hallelujah. God spoke and create worlds. And he continued, Jason continued, letting your, let your heart get captivated with the thing that you're meditating on until you become pregnant with it on the inside of you. Get pregnant with that thing. Guys, you might think that's weird. This is spiritual, thank God. And he also talked about, you guys heard him say this, but he talked about an iceberg revelation. Iceberg revelation. I thought this was really cool. You know how an iceberg, you only see like a small little percentage of the tip of it, but underneath the water is this massive block of water. And so he was saying, you're, you are building in your secret place but below the surface in the realm that people can't see, Right? You're building in the secret place below the surface. And what you're adding below the surface begins pushing the iceberg out into manifestation in the natural realm on the outside. That's powerful. What you're building with God in the secret place is going to be so much bigger in the hidden place, but it's going to, be, it's going to start pushing out into the natural realm. And the more you build in there, the more pushes out in the natural realm. Hallelujah. I love that. So uh, in, in Christ, I want you to hear this. In Christ, your inward reality is more real than your outward reality. And, and you, I, I, think that, I think a big part of our, our journey with God is coming into a more firm understanding of that truth. The, 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 it's more real what's going on in your spirit, man, than what's going on in the world around you. But the cool thing is the more you do this, the more your outward reality is going to start catching up to your inward reality. Why don't you guys do this declaration with me? In Christ, in Christ. 
My inward reality reality. is more real than my outward reality. reality. Let's do that one again. In Christ, Christ. my inward reality reality. is more real real. than my outward reality. reality. Let's do this one too. My outward reality reality. is catching up to my inward reality. Come on. It's powerful stuff right there. <laughs> In Matthew 13, 14 through 15, I'll give you tw- uh, 10 seconds to open it if you're going there. Oh, maybe five seconds. Jesus said this, and in them, this, I, I believe this was, this was the parable of the soils, all right, where he, he, the farmer planted the seeds, right, in, in reference to that parable. But Jesus said, and in verse 14, he said, and in them, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says, hearing you will hear and shall not understand. So you, you'll hear with your physical, but you might not quite get it in your spiritual, right? And seeing you will see and not perceive. He quoted that out of Isaiah. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. Their eyes are hard of hearing, and their eyes, sorry, their ears are hard of hearing, and their eyes they have closed. Lest, that word lest means something could change, right? Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn so that I should heal them. That's a good word. Because he's, ta- he's distinguishing between people living in the natural realm, the flesh realm, and people living in the spirit, in the spirit realm, in the kingdom realm, all right? If, if, you're, if you're just functioning from the natural realm, from the flesh, you're going to miss all the things that the kingdom has for you. You can see, but not actually see. You can hear, but not actually hear in your spirit. You you have to open your spirit man up to that realm, and you can tap into that realm, all right? He's actually talking to people who weren't even born again yet, but we've been born again. So we have a different access than these people had at that time, all right? But he's saying that if people can open their spiritual eyes and see and perceive and open their spiritual ears and hear, and then they can understand, guess what's going to happen? They're going to turn, okay? They're going to turn, which means they're going to shift their lives away from the old towards the new. It's going to bring repentance where I'm going to let go of the things that I was functioning in when I was living in the natural flesh life. I'm going to let that thing go. I'm going to turn away from it, and I'm going to enter into the kingdom and embrace all things that are God. I'm going to reorient my life to his kingdom according to what I see and I hear. Amen? And in my turning, as I understand, I perceive in that, guess what happens? I shall heal them. Whoa. 
So, so Jesus is actually saying that the powers for the healing and, and wholeness from heaven are released to people who open their spirits to be able to perceive and hear things that their natural body and mind don't understand. But I'm going to let that go and I'm going to turn towards him and I'm going to receive all the things that he has for me. All of a sudden, the kingdom is released. Pretty powerful, right? So the result of believing is seeing. On our part is it's turning away from the things we're holding on to towards the kingdom and reorienting ourselves to adjust, to submit, to surrender to the way the kingdom is. And when I do that, I've just completely opened myself as an access, as a, as a, a door for the kingdom to flood into. Come on. And healing comes. There's more than just healing, but that's what he said right there. But healing can come in that. But he brings the kingdom into our midst. Come on, guys. It's awesome. So, so on our part, we turn, we realign on his part. Healing and the kingdom is released into our lives. And it becomes a, a heaven to earth exchange. Heaven is released into our midst. Manifestation comes through revelation. God's trying to reveal to us in our spirits things that are far beyond what we can experience in this natural realm. He wants heaven to be released and to flood into our midst. He wants it. And if you can see it, you can have it. In that same parable in verse 16, Jesus said, But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. So he actually was saying, there are many people who don't get it, but you guys actually have ears that can hear, eyes that can see. That's awesome. And verse 9, he says, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Guess what? You have a choice. You have a choice. You can either function from your soul realm and your body realm, and miss all the things of the kingdom, or you can choose to shift into the spirit and hear what he's saying. See what he's doing. You get to determine whether you're going to receive the kingdom or not. He said, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. But he also said, you have ears that can hear. So you choose. Are you going to hear it or not? Basically, he's saying, are you going to choose to believe or not? Jesus is not trying to get us to be people who believe truths cognitively. I, I agree with that truth, God. No. No, it's, it's beyond that. Believing as in, I trust you, Lord, that you're doing it and you're bringing it right now. I have right now faith for this thing. I have expectancy for this thing right now. I'm pulling on this thing right now. I'm actively receiving this into me right now, Lord. It takes action. It takes decision. It takes active faith to pull in what you're believing for. 
Passive faith gets nothing accomplished. Active faith sees the kingdom move. Amen? You guys doing all right? In John 3.3, Jesus told Nicodemus, Most surely I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. So you, unless you're born again, you're just functioning from natural realm life. You will never be able to see the kingdom from natural realm life. But if you've been born again, born of the Spirit of God, you actually have the ability to access and live from the realm of the Spirit, the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. So if you've been born again, guess what? You actually can see the kingdom. God wants to show you in your spirit the things of God and the things He's promised, the things He's already prepared. Got to stir that stuff up in your spirit. Why don't you declare this? I've been born again, so I can see the kingdom. I can see the kingdom. God has opened my eyes to His kingdom. And I'm increasingly perceiving what's going on in that realm. And I believe it. And I receive it. Come on. Check this verse out. Amen. Check this verse out. Deuteronomy 29, 29. I love this one. Deuteronomy 29, 29. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. The mysteries. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us. What? But the things that are revealed belong to us. Whoa. Who's telling us this? That's, that's God. <laughs> The things that He's revealed to us belong to us and to our children forever that we may do all the words of His law. That we may do all the words of His law. Hallelujah. God is full of mystery. There's so much more to God than you know. He's so amazing. He's so huge. He's so brilliantly wise. He's created so much more than you could ever know, and there's more in the spirit realm than there is in this entire solar system and galaxy and universe. There's so much more in store in the heavens than what has actually been manifested on this earth. So much more wisdom, there's so much more knowledge, there's so much more amazingness. More glory, more promises, more than anything you could ever dream up in your mind. There's more already stored up in the invisible realm that you can't see yet. Okay? And those things are God's. The secret things belong to the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to us. And our children forever. 
when God, by the Spirit, unveils to you in your spirit, He starts to show you things about His kingdom and His word and His promises that you don't see in the natural yet, but God shows you in your spirit and He's revealed it to you. Guess what? He said, those things are yours. Those things are yours. If He's shown it to you in your spirit, it's already yours. It's already. It's not just a a distant promise for some time. No, they are already yours. They belong to you. Why don't you say this? God's mysteries are profound. He has more in store for me than I have any clue but He has revealed some of them to me. And those things are mine. Not not later. Now. Those things are mine. Come on. You might not see it yet in the natural, but can you see it in your spirit? If you can see it, it's yours. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says, it says that we may do all of the words, the words of his law. So God actually wants to release those promises into your life. Okay, you might not see it yet, but it's yours. And he wants to bring it from the spirit into the from the hidden realm to the revealed realm, but from the revealed realm to the manifested realm. And he wants to manifest it into your life to bless you but also to empower you to do His will for your life, to fulfill your destiny by accessing the substance of those manifested revelations. If you can see it, you can have it. If you can see it, you can have it. If you're willing to walk out the process to lay hold of it. Because you might not see it manifested now, but if you do the journey God's way, and you align to Him, His way, you'll see it manifested in due time. Come on. In our prayer closets, when we're diving deep into the Spirit of His Word, and God gives us revelation, He's unveiling His kingdom to you. He's showing you the things that He wants you to have in your life. Come on, that's awesome. He shows you things He wants you to have. He doesn't reveal those things to you just to tease you. He reveals them because He wants them manifested in your life. He wants you to experience them. He wants you to receive them and to use them and to activate them and to be blessed by them and to bless others by them. He shows you things that already exist in the spirit realm. They're already in store for you. They're yours. You guys better get excited. And he wants to increase your revelation. He wants to show you more than you've already seen. And when he shows you more, guess what? He gave you more. Do you guys remember when God showed Abram 
north, south, east, west. And he said, everything you see is yours. And they told him to go walk the land. He needed to go explore it. So every place that his feet treaded, he was making claim to the promises of God. Come on. He went exploring the vastness of everything that God had given to him. That's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want us just to receive promises and be like, oh, that was awesome. Thank you for giving me butterflies in my stomach with a great word. Like enjoy the butterflies while they last, but you got to grab a hold of that thing and you need to steward it. You need to perceive it. You need to look at it. You need to meditate on it. You need to rehearse it. You need to speak it out and mutter it over and over and over and get your spirit man so engaged with that thing that it can't see anything else but the promise, even though it hasn't happened yet. Come on. <clears throat> A few weeks ago, um, Ann Ward over here, raise your hand, Ann. She's awesome. Everybody say, hey, Ann. She sent me a video um, that was really powerful. It, it was a guy named Paul Yonggi Cho. Has anybody ever heard of that man? He, he died about a year and a half ago, 85 years old, but he pastored the largest church in the whole world. That's quite an accomplishment. You don't get to pastor the, the world's largest church by, by f campaigns and ads, all right? It's a, it's a work of God to make that happen. He, he, the church, some people say it's a million-person church. I think it had at least 180, 180 sorry, sorry, 850,000 members. Me members, Okay. Members is usually not how many people are actually showing up. There's usually more than the members showing up, right? So, but, this, but he's telling a story. I, I believe he was probably speaking to a, a conference of pastors or maybe church planners. But he was telling this story early when he, when he was in his pastoral calling. And he had about five people in his church. <laughs> Let's just laugh at that. Five people in his church. He, he was in Seoul, Korea, Seoul, South Korea. All right? Five people in his church. And, and while he was in his church service praying, he closed his eyes and God gave him a vision of 3,000 people, a 3,000-member church. And so he saw that vision when his eyes were closed. But then when he opened his eyes, he was preaching to five people. But then he closed his eyes again. And he saw 3,000 people. And he started praying on a regular basis. Every day he was praying and he kept seeing this vision of 3,000 people. And so, um, he, and, and he quoted that verse. It says, God calls things that are not as though they are. Amen? And so, he started calling forth, in the, just prophetically, 3,000 person church. He started declaring that thing, and then when they would preach in his services, in his spirit, by faith, he was preaching to 3,000 people, even though it was only five. You get what I'm saying? He saw something in his spirit that his eyes didn't see, all right? But, but eventually, God started giving them breakthroughs, 
and they grew to 3,000 people. Pretty amazing. And he said before God always did big works in his life, where, where expansion came, he always first put his visions and his dreams in, in Paul's, hearts, Paul's heart so that he would believe for it and act upon it. So every time that God was going to bring a breakthrough into the greater realm, he showed it to him in his spirit first. And then he believed, and he declared, and he prayed, and he meditated, and he kept believing, and he kept acting in faith as if that was happening before it was actually happening. Just like I'm doing right now with 400 people. Oh, I'm just, I'm just for starters. No, I, I, big picture, there's a lot of people in this region. And, and Paul was speaking to his pastors, and he said, he said, show me your vision today, and I will show you your future church. <laughs> That's got authority on it from somebody who actually did what we're talking about. Amen. So he had to do a lot of prayer to see the breakthroughs. He, he spent like five hours a day in prayer praying into this stuff. And then breakthroughs came and deliverances and salvations came. He became pregnant eventually with a million-person church in his spirit. Wow. Come on. He said that the village that he was in became transformed from a slum to a prosperous place. When, when the kingdom shows up, it's not just salvations. It hits on every level. Amen? Have you ever thought of this, though? Like, if you, if you have a person who has a five-person church, and it goes to a 3,000-person church, and then over time it... Somehow, I don't know what the sequences were, but eventually became an 850,000 person church. Like, can you imagine the kind of damage that was done to Satan's kingdom in that, in that zone? Like, like if, you, if you go from 3,000 to 850,000, that is a lot of souls that used to be in demonic bondage, crippled in the spirit, slaves to sin, and all of a sudden, well, I don't know how all of a sudden, but in time, they, they go from that to this. That is a lot of principality-crushing activity going on. Like, there's a lot going on in the spirit realm. Releasing the captives. Whew. I mean, that is a mighty move of God. It's amazing. I've been in that church, by the way. It's pretty big. It, from the outside, it looks like a sports arena. The inside, it looks like a giant, like a, like a concert hall, like a massive concert hall. But there's no way 850,000 people sit in that. They do so many meetings. I think that probably a lot of the people are in satellite churches and other things, too. It's not all in that same building. But, man... It's crazy. And as a matter of fact, I remember when I went in that building, I didn't go to a church service, but we just went in to check it out. And, and there was a side room that had something, some activity going on, so we sneaked in there. And there was about at least 200 people in there, and they were praying in tongues, and the atmosphere was electric. And you could hear 
the tongues were swarming like, a, like swarms of bees around that place. The, you could feel it moving in circles around that room. It was wild. And I, and I asked somebody what was going on in here, and they said, oh, this is the new believers class. <laughs> Whew. I read testimonies of people who just who went to other churches or maybe they weren't even saved yet, actually, walking by that building and they felt the presence of God so strong and they went in and then they got saved and delivered. Crazy. Like that's a move of God. But I want you to, I want you to hear the point here. How did that happen? Because he saw something before he could ever see it happen. He saw something that didn't exist yet, and he called it forth. He didn't let go of his promise. He believed it. He prayed it. He prophesied it and declared it. He acted accordingly. He, he preached as if he was preaching to 3,000, to five. That is a, that's just a different level of faith. That faith is for all of us. Come on. God wants to show you things that you think don't exist, but they do. He wants to show you things that you haven't ever seen before, but you can see it. You got to see it in your spirit first. When I was in high school, young ones, I... I, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was fi- 14, but I got serious about it when I was 15. But I went to a new school when I was 15 with my youth group, and you know what? I went in that school when my spirit seeing revival break out. And over that next year, we started seeing more people get saved, and people's lives changed, and revival broke out in that school. It's awesome. We had a prayer meeting every, I think, twice a week, I think, in the morning. And I think like five people used to go to it. Turned into like 40 people. Come on. But you got to see it, right? You got to see it. I have so many more things I want to say. I could pull out the revival card that says revival has no clock on it. I'm not going to do that. Can you guys give me a few more minutes? Can you turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 2? Believe it or not, I'm actually... Uh, I'm going to be relentless right now and do this passage because I've been waiting for about a month and a half to read this one to you, and it just hasn't happened yet. Today's your day. (laughs) Get excited. I've heard people in the last week or so bring up this passage at least twice, and the Lord is like, 
it's, it's time, it's time, it's time. So I can't not, pre- I can't read this, can't not read this to you. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I'm going to read verse 6 through the end. <clears throat> Here we go. However, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. See, those people function from the natural realm. And he's saying we can't, we can't connect on that realm. We've got to connect in the spirit right now, okay? We speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Everybody say a mystery. The hidden wisdom from God ordained before the ages for our glory. I want to remind you of Deuteronomy 29.29 that says that the things that are hidden are God's, but the things that are revealed are ours, all right? Because God is not bringing these mysteries just to keep them mysteries. He's actually trying to unlock his mysteries to those who have eyes to see, ears to hear, okay? So verse 8, which none of the rulers of this age knew, for they had no, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen nor ear heard. Okay, that's talking about the natural realm, right? nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Come on, that's what I'm talking about today. The things which God has prepared for those who love him. I want you guys to say this with me. God has already prepared things for me. I haven't seen a lot of them yet. But it doesn't mean it's not already prepared. He's already prepared it. It's already in store for me. Say that one more time. It's already in store for me. And if I can see it, I can have it. Come on. Verse 10. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Whoa. God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. God, through the Holy Spirit, can reveal to you the things that He's already stored up for you. And if you can see it, you can, you can have it. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received. Everybody say, we have received. received. Not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. You have received this Spirit, guys. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Repeat this. The Holy Spirit was given to me freely. And because I have the Holy Spirit, I might know the things that have been freely given to me by God. Come on. Listen. He has already given to you much more than you know. He's already stored it up for you. He's already given it to you. And the Holy Spirit... Is the only way you're going to find it, but you have the Holy Spirit, and He can reveal to you the things that were concealed to you. He can show you things that already exist in a realm that your physical body cannot 
detect. But when he shows it to you in the spirit, by faith, you have to access that thing and believe that it's there. Believe he's already created it. Believe he's already given it to you. Amen? Verse 13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. Verse 16, here's the power verse exclamation verse for who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him but we have the mind of Christ whoa the Holy Spirit can bring your spirit into the mind of Christ (laughs) you got to get this your spirit in Christ can come into his mind and think his thoughts. Whoa. You want to know how how we can... In Romans 12, 2, it says, do not be conformed to this world. How do you be conformed to this world? Well, by functioning from the world. Pretty easy. It's real easy to be conformed to the world. Don't be conformed to it, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Okay? That you may prove the good and acceptable will of the Lord. Okay? How do you get renewed in your mind? Well, let the Holy Spirit bring you into the mind of Christ. He'll get your mind in sync with His mind you can literally think through Jesus' head. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. But if you've been born again, it's what it says. In the spirit, not your flesh, your, your, your carnal mind, It'll keep you disconnected from his mind. Okay? And a lot of people think that they're doing spiritual things living carnally. That doesn't work. But you got to, when Jesus said that if you hear and you perceive, then you turn and then you can be healed. We turn away from the old things and we engage with his kingdom. The kingdom's released. When, When we choose to release the the yuck that we hold on to and come into Christ and let the Holy Spirit bring us into the mind of Christ. You can literally think the thoughts of Jesus. Whoa. Just going over your head. You know, the mind of Christ is going over your head. You with me? The Spirit of God. He's trying to bring us into his thoughts so you can perceive the things of the kingdom. And the Lord wants to unlock to you understanding, revelation, 
when he gives you revelation of his truth, he's, he's actually bringing you into his mind. Showing you what he sees. Un unveiling to you things that already exist that he already knew. And the more you see those things, the more you, your faith rises up in you and you know that thing is yours and that reality becomes more distinct, more powerful, more real than your earthly, earthly reality. And the more you dwell in that realm and you meditate in that realm and you stay connected with him in that realm, the more you start seeing the kingdom of God around you and you're building that iceberg in the secret place that starts pushing out into the natural realm. And the more God reveals to you, and the more you believe it, the more you're going to start seeing your revelations turn into manifestations in your life. I thought that was pretty powerful. Proverbs 25.2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a matter. It is the glory of kings to search out a matter. The secret things belong to the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong to you and your children forever. It's the glory of God to conceal. He's not hiding things from you. He's hiding things for you. He's hiding things, he's concealing things not to be, not to tease you, but to, but to stir within you the desire to seek him out because it's the heart of a king that seeks out the mysteries of the king of kings. And when he sees you seeking it out, guess what he's going to do? Oh, you're, you're super hungry for this. Let me unveil to you more. And, th and then more he sees that you can steward it and handle it, rightly he gives you more and then more and then more and the more he shows you the more is yours and the more you lay hold of it the more you're going to start seeing it manifested a little bit more a little bit more a little bit more you're going to see the momentum of manifestation pick up and increase come on guys this is exciting to me this is jesus said and i am closing jesus said he taught us how to pray. And he taught us to pray, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's already done in heaven. It's already done. It's already in store. But he wants us to believe and pray and declare that his kingdom will come. It won't just stay in heaven, but it will come into our midst and manifest around us. And that His will will be done. That we'll start seeing things change on this earth to start looking like things that are in heaven. That's promises. God, Jesus didn't teach us how to pray a prayer He's not willing to answer. But the more you can see it, the more you can have it. You guys, you guys catching the things I'm saying to you? Here's my closing verse to you. Ephesians 3:20 20 and 21. Most of you know this by heart. 
Let's engage by faith with it right now, though. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To Him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. To Him who is able. A lot of people's faith stays right there. I know He's able. I know He's able. He's sovereign. He's big. I know He can do it. That's not what gets it done, just knowing that. The devil knows that. Okay? To him, now to him who is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all you could ask or think. Whatever you can whip up in your brain and verbalize, he can match that and go above it exceedingly and abundantly beyond. Some translations don't say what you could ask or think. It says ask or imagine, ask or imagine, do I have any big imaginations in this room? If you can harness your imagination and aim it towards the promises of God, and then start imagining and fantasizing and dreaming, what could that look like to the biggest extent? You cannot over-exaggerate God's abilities and His goodness. He can match you and then go way beyond that. Okay, but it says in a, according to the power that is at work within us. And so we have to actually let ourselves get connected with that thing. So God wants you to imagine as big of things you can imagine him doing and see it and believe it and know that God's able to do it and he can go above and beyond it. And then you link yourself to that thing. You start rehearsing. You start meditating, you start imagining, you start focusing your attention on these things that are already in store for you. God will release these things to you, and you'll see increase. Come on. Are you guys blessed? Why don't you stand up with me? Believing is perceiving the works of God. So believe, believe, perceiving What's already in store for you? I asked you at the beginning to think about something. Ask God to remind you of something that you need to see a breakthrough in. Some promise that, that you know that God's given you that you haven't seen yet. I want you to take a moment right now and engage with God, with that thing. I want you to envision that thing right now. Holy Spirit, I ask you to help us just to fully come into the mind of Christ right now. I want you guys just declare this real quick. I have the Spirit, and He can bring me into the mind of Christ. I have been given access to the mind of Christ. I have the mind of Christ. I can think the thoughts of Christ. God has greater faith than I do. And I can come into his faith right now. Jesus sees what he's already prepared. Now he can show me. Lord, show me. 
Show me what it looks like. This thing I'm believing for. Show me what it looks like for it to manifest. Now just take a moment and just, just perceive with Holy Spirit. Just perceive in the mind of Christ. Call this sanctified imagination. Holy Ghost baptized imagination. Lord, show people. I, I pray that you'll help people to expand their expectancy. Expand even more. Lord, whatever it is they're looking at, to increase it even more right now. You're able to do that and more. Show them the more right now. Reveal promise. Reveal truth. Show more. God said the things that are revealed are yours. If you can see it, you can have it. Yeah, just, just express by faith. Just express to the Lord that you receive this thing right now. Yeah, and just take a moment and verbalize in your own words just anything you need to say to him to connect with him. Your faith, connect your faith with that thing and declare it and say and just express your belief in it. Just talk to Jesus about it right now. you guys know that I don't try to preach long sermons just because of, I like long sermons, it's because I'm trying to take you somewhere. <laughs> We're trying to go somewhere. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, God, I ask you in the name of Jesus, all these things that people are seeing, all these things that people are believing for, I ask you to begin the transfer process, Lord. <laughs> to release manifestations of breakthrough. And Lord, if some of these things are things that are going to take some time, I ask you to build resilient faith, build perseverant faith into hearts. Help us to be people who believe even beyond what we see. But I pray for breakthrough miracles to begin. Thank you, Lord. Throw us a bone, Lord. <laughs> Let's see some breakthroughs happen this week, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you guys, according to the faith that you have on Jesus doing this thing for you, give him 
a shout of praise according to the faith that you have on that. That's a lot of faith right there. Awesome. Praise God.